Ladies and gentlemen of the Red Special Guitar Podcast, welcome from Phoenix, Arizona. Today is the day after the second ever US Red Special Guitar Meetup, and I am so pleased to be able to welcome my good friend, Gonzalo Plaza, who's come all the way from New Hampshire in... New Hampshire? (laughs) (laughs) Exeter, New Hampshire. Exeter, New Hampshire. Very close to Exeter, near Newton Abbott, near Devon, where I come from, um, to join us for the meetup, and... We thought it would be a fantastic time to get a Red Special Guitar podcast with you, Gonzalo. Welcome. Thank you very much. Very, very glad to <laughs> to, to be here. Uh, lovely experience at the at the meetup. Um, lovely to meet new friends. Uh, it doesn't happen that often uh, in this uh, brave new world. Uh, so it was it was fantastic, fantastic meeting you and Doug and Luke. So it's been a great experience. No, I'm so glad I convinced you to come. I <laughs> twist my arm. No, so. Gonzalo, you've been um, around the Red Special and the Red Special world since the dawn of the internet, probably, and before, but you, you had a big hand in, in the internet presence of the Red Special. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's an accurate uh, representation of, uh, of it. Um, it's weird because uh, listening to your podcast, I was completely unprepared when, and uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember who was the first person that mentioned my name, and I'm like, how people remember this? Like, I, I had no idea that it had any kind of impact. I'm very glad that, that, that it did. But, um, yeah, I think it was around 94 uh, that uh, my brother went to college and he had access to the first, um, you know, uh, internet connections, you know, based on, on, on his studies. And that's how I started getting, you know, a little bit involved learning, you know, HTML. And, again, it was all secondary from what he was learning, the access that, that, that he, uh, he was having. Um, and of course, one of the first things that, uh, you know, that, that I was passionate at that time was Queen's music and Brian May. So you try to look for things and there's nothing, like yeah. there's literally nothing. Um, one of the first pages that I found was uh, Andrew Young's, Andy Young's uh, Queen page, which at that point, it was the unofficial official page. It was the one where that has the most amount of information um, from lyrics to, um, you know, interviews, uh, tablatures for, for guitar players, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I immediately, you know, read everything, um, you know, a wealth of information when nothing was, was available. Um, and I remember uh, exchanging a couple of uh, emails with uh, with Andy. He was super nice with me. And whenever I had any piece of information that I could, you have a hummingbird. Um, <laughs> any piece of information that I had for some reason that he didn't have, you know, I, I tried to make it to make it available. And he would start, you know, posting things. So it was weird because there was a little bit of information about Freddie, a little bit about Droyer, a little bit about John, and then the Brian May. You know, starts stacking up pretty quickly, and I don't remember how the decision came about of breaking up, which wasn't uh, the the case. But to have something specific for for, for Brian May, I probably had done something with uh, with HTML at that point, all manual. There were no software. Um, the first guy that I had, uh, for those of you who know HTML, um, it com- came with a warning that says most browsers don't support tables. <laughs> like it was just that primitive. Um, 
but I created that, you know, that first page. And I, again, most of the information I had at the beginning was information that I provided to uh, to Andy or some of the information that I could take from, from Andy's page. We were linking back, back and forth. And then whatever any information found its way to me, I tried to, to, to post it. And I think that's where it became a little bit of the de facto Brian May um, starting page. I'm not sure about the timeline um, on when Mark started his page. We're probably fairly close. Um, and of course, the you know, just the amount of information that Mark and the access that Mark had, you know, I could never had at that point. You know, I was I born and raised in Chile. It's literally you look at the map when it's falling, uh, you know, falling off the planet. That's that's where I'm from. Um, people here in the United States says that they have a southern accent, and I'm like, no, 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 I have a southern accent. Um, so, uh, so I don't, you know, I I don't think there was any competition or anything like that. We were all glad of whatever information was available, and amazed that you know people were, you know into the rest special and into Brian May and into Queen. Um, so it was, it, was, it was a very fascinating time. Um, my, I was telling you a couple of minutes ago, uh, my brother came to the United States for something, I don't remember what, and I asked him, go to a guitar store and just ask for brochures, anything. Like we, we get nothing over there. Yeah. So he came back from the trip, he brought me, you know, a, a decent amount of catalogs, the majority, Completely meaningless. Nothing that interest me. You know, a couple of things, a little bit, you know, more higher up that were that were interesting. And in the middle, there was a yield catalog with the red special on top, and it was one of those like mind blowing moments. And opening it up, and the three ninety four version, the zero one, which is more like the red special, mm -hmm. and then the the other variations. And again, m absolutely mind blowing. Um, you know immediately tried to scan them yeah, very poor resolution which was the only thing that was available at the time posted them and people were immediately like where did you get this catalog and i'm like i don't even know the store i never <laughs> even went there so um there was there was a lot of that and uh, i think probably a year or so um plus or minus um i was able to convince my parents to let me acquire a, a, a red special yeah. Um, there was a lot of convincing from my part, <laughs> and uh, used all my savings, and I found a store in, I think it was in Tennessee somewhere, maybe in Nashville, that um, mostly dealt with guild guitars, mostly acoustic, and they had a web page. I was always checking on them, and all of a sudden, they're like, we have a guild Brian May, and the price was, you know, reasonable, you know, I checked with them, you know, shipping, et cetera, et cetera, and, you know, all the transactions don't be a fax. Nobody yeah. would email a credit card yeah, or anything like that. Um, and yeah, I, September of 96, if I'm not mistaken, I got my Guild Brian May, opened the box, and this pedal comes flying out. And I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. Um, and that, that became my, you know, my, my precious guitar. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it's funny because I met a couple of people. There was a one a big Queen tribute band in Chile, and the guitar player played Les Paul. There were no BMGs at that time. It was only basically the Greco, which you know, from Japan to Chile, is a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different world. Um, the guilds that most people didn't even know that existed. 
so people were playing, you know, Strats or, or Les Pauls or whatever. Um, and he, he knew my guitar teacher. There was something like that. Uh, so I remember meeting him at one, at one time, and he tried to convince me to sell him my guitar. Yeah. And I'm like, like no, like, I, I can try to find another one for you, but I, I, I will not sell you mine. Um, so yeah, I kind of became the the guild guy on yeah. the on the internet, always having a fascination with the with the eighty four, which I've never touched one so far. Um, the ninety three, I think the only one that I've ever seen is mine. Yeah. Um, and it's a lovely guitar. I, I it's it's not perfect. It is not a perfect copy of the Red Special, uh, but it's uh, it holds a lot of uh, sentimental value for yeah. me of my journey, and it's been with me, you know, two thirds of my life or. Yeah. or close to that um so yeah you can see um yesterday at the meetup gonzalo got to play the guild through the full brian may rig and is that the first time you've played it through three ac 30s absolutely yeah, yeah. And you, you, gonzalo was um i'd say we had a lot of other people playing who are all different levels of skill in playing and playing through the big ac 30 rig can be quite overwhelming because it's quite powerful and whatnot but I witnessed you play Love of My Life, and that's one of the highlights of the meetup for me, because <laughs> the, I'll try and find a video or put it up somewhere, but like everyone in the room started singing as you were playing, and then Carlos got up and, and did the singing, but it's just such a lovely thing to do. It's, how did it feel playing? <laughs> so, first of all, is the absolute wrong thing to play through the Red Special <laughs> with, yeah. a, with, with an AC30 uh, <laughs> setup, but, you know, there, there was no, there were no acoustic, um, and I'm a terrible guitar player. Like people are like, are you a musician? Absolutely Incorrect. not a musician. You're not terrible at all. I'm a terrible guitarist. No, you're not. I know how to play a couple of things, pretty decently. Love of my life being uh, one of them, and I didn't even do a, a good job uh, for for my standards. Uh, but it was, I, I, I wanted to present something different people yeah. were you know of course we all fall into hammer to fall <laughs> Iron Man down one vision <laughs> logically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I was like, oh, let me jump in and I start playing. And then it, it caught up. It was, uh, it was lovely. It was a good moment. It really, I think it, it was one of those points where you, you're aware that something really special is happening because literally everyone started singing Love of My Life together. And it's, it just felt like a really like, solid group of individuals there with a common goal. And, and I... It, uh, this is this is uh, you know way above my uh, <laughs> my style of uh, of playing. It felt a little bit like when Brian's on stage yeah. and he's like, I don't, I don't need to sing. Yeah. Like you know, it, this is this oh, is for for everybody. Yeah. No, yeah. It, was, it was brilliant. So thank you for doing that. My, my absolute pressure. Um, so just going back through your story, we, we touched on you know you falling in love with the Red Special before the internet came around. So that you're literally talking about magazines and maybe footage of Brian playing or album cover sleeves and, and whatnot. Can you remember the first, like what got you into Queen? What song was it? And um, it, it, I came prepared for that question. Um, <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is that I think it happens with everybody. You always had a notion that of Queen, maybe you didn't know the band name, maybe you didn't know anything else, but it's been ever present on everybody's life since the 70s. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I know for sure, um, there was a commercial for Shell, the, the gas company. And it was a weird, weird commercial that started with close-up of a hand grabbing a 
cassette opening Queen the Works, mm. putting the cassette on the tape of a car, and starting to drive to the intro of I Want to Break Free. Right. And I remember being fascinated by, by that sound um, and not, not knowing anything else from the band. And a couple of years later, um, I think there were a couple of songs that were catching my, my ear. But again, I wasn't very, very into Queen at that point or, or very aware of Queen. I was more into Phil Collins, a little bit of Genesis, that, that, that kind of music. And I went to a, an album store, uh, like a record store, and they had The Greatest Hits 2. And for some reason, it was mislabeled. Um, and the price was very cheap for yeah. the time. So I bought it when I was like, oh, if I would like one or two songs, that's, uh, that's fine. And I remember opening the, the booklet and seeing, you know, Scruffy Brian with the, with the red special and that, that like uh, cowboy yeah. tie, the white <laughs> shirt. And it was like, A, I mean, he looked like, he looked like a Highlander, yeah. you know, like from the, from, from the movie. And, um, but then it was, it was the guitar. There was something about the, the, the guitar that, that caught my eye. And then watching the um, Who Wants to Live Forever video, yeah with Brian in the middle of the violins. Yeah. And it's like, that guitar looks like a violin. Like, yeah. it, it absolutely. And little by little, getting into it. And then when you, you know, you learn that Brian made that guitar, I'm like, okay, sure, like, he made the guitar, but he, he really made the guitar. And then you start looking like, he really made the guitar. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, but, you know, and it's all those little details that you start feeling more and more connected. Yeah. And I think there's also... Um, like a timing thing in your life. Um, I was probably 12, 13. And I think that that's a very impressionable age. Definitely, yeah. um, it, it, sorry, go ahead. Well, as you can say, you slowly started coming to realize who you are. And not completely, but like you get comfortable not necessarily having to follow everyone else. You go, oh, well, I like this, and that's okay, and I can do my own thing, and you start to sort of plant the seeds of defining who you are as a as a person, don't you? At that sort of age. I, I, absolutely, and and there's certain there's certain things that drive you through certain you know passions and certain things, and yeah. you start finding commonalities, and it's like, oh, you know, this person also likes this other thing, and, and you know, I, I like that that thing as well. Um, so it's it's a very it's a it's very interesting how those moments in your life are like life defying, yeah. um, and they often come with music as well, don't they? Because you, you're having right. that defining moment, and either you go back to a song, or you go the song comes on the radio, and it or you you're feeling an emotion, and something happens, and then that music def like I know when I listen to certain songs, it reminds me of how I felt either the first time I heard it or the time when something important like a crossroads in my life happened and either whether it's a negative or a positive that song brings back an element of that emotion each time and for me it's always been queen songs and i think <laughs> for all of us it's usually queen songs and that's why you get so intertwined with it as, as part of your lifestyle uh, absolutely and and it's you know the, the first time i it might, it might have been in the guitar player magazine interview uh brian may talking about recording an album with Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And they're like, these are completely different guitar playing styles. And then I remember it took me many years to find, um, 
probably MP3 versions uh, downloaded uh, through like Napster or something <laughs> like that, um, and being completely mind blown yeah. of of everything and how weirdly diverse are three songs yeah. uh, from two phenomenal guitar players with phenomenal back band, yeah. uh, backing band. Um, but yeah, it 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 all start to like, you know, make sense in 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 your life, and it started driving you. I, one of the two times that I met Brian, I'm pretty sure that I told him that you know he was a big influence in my life. But uh, something that I've told other people is like, well, um, out of all of the musicians, all the famous people that uh, you know uh, I've could pick, you don't really pick. Like yeah. they pick you. It's the other <laughs> way around. Um, but. What a phenomenal guy to be <laughs> to yeah. to have as your idol. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think there's something so um, innocent in it as well. Uh, maybe innocent's not the right word, but I fell in love. I mean, I love the music, and I know we all love the music, and that's what catches us. But it was the story of the Red Special that really grabbed my attention, and that act of a father and son building something out of the fact they couldn't afford it, and he carries on using it, and it was just awesome, and. There's something quite humbling about that as a like an origin story really for him and it it's a theme that i think we all i don't know we all sort of relate to and it grabs us all and you know it makes him a lot more human doesn't it R rather than some guitar players that can go and pick up a strat and then they have a custom i don't know what i'm trying to say really gonzalo i've lost my no i i and, and let me tell you a, a little a little story my grandfather uh was a I always get them confused. Merchant Marine? Marine, yep. Merchant, Merchant Marine? Um, yeah, Merchant Sailor. Mer Mer Merchant Marine. So he did a lot of traveling, you know, the 30s and 40s and 50s. Um, my dad was born and grew up. My dad always wanted to play the drums. They didn't have the money to buy drums. Uh, there were not a lot available. So my dad started making himself a drum kit. And my grandfather will bring pieces and catalogs and, you know, things like that. Um, so in a certain way, I come from a tradition of uh, amateur luthiers, yeah. if you want. It's, it's a big word, but um, <laughs> but that's exactly it. Yeah. When you see that, oh, this guy who has played all over the world, the biggest records, uh, that guitar was made between him and his father, the same way that my daddy did with yeah. him, the same way that I built things with my dad. It's, it's, it's a beautiful story. Definitely. I guess maybe I've realized the point I was trying to make was that it just shows you that it's not necessarily about whether or not you're born into to money. But if you've got the talent and the want to do something, you can build a guitar and become a rock star and a doctor and a, <laughs> a kick-ass astrophysicist rock star. And I think that's quite a, a lovely thing because it's, it's such a a good lesson for people to learn today that you don't need to go out and buy all of the gear to be able to do something. Like Brian couldn't afford a guitar, so him and his dad spent a year and a half making one. It's such a, a modern way of, well, I want a guitar, so I need to be able to buy it instantly. And the internet has unfortunately moved, or fortunately, depending which way you look at it, into that mindset of, I want to buy a, a Red Special. Well, I can go online today and I can, can click on Guitar Center, especially here in the States, and I can get it here tomorrow if it doesn't arrive tomorrow i'm not buying yeah. it and i'm not paying shipping either you know yeah. I, I, and, and it's crazy but that's how, that's absolutely right there's especially for myself growing up you know i i suffer a lot of you know 
wanted things to be immediate. And understanding the process of making that you can build something with your hands, that it will never be perfect, yeah. that you need to accept those. You need to accept the, the you know, it's the journey, it's not the destination. Yeah, definitely, um, 100%. And, and, and to also take pride of what, what you do with your hands, yeah. you know. It might not be perfect, but it, it, might, it, might, it might be pretty good. Yeah, and I think really what's interesting as well is what's not perfect to you is often perfect to someone else. Uh, absolutely. And <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all really self-critical. And I think probably, and it'd be a really interesting question to Brian to ask him would be what things would you have done differently or what, what things went wrong when you were making it because there will be things on the guitar that he knows about the same way that on... I mean, we were talking about yesterday, there's things on my guitar that I know that I made a mistake with, but maybe the skill of someone finishing or making something isn't getting it right, but it's what you do to either cover those mistakes up or hide them or make the best thing from them. It'd be really interesting to chat to him. And I know we were talking to um, Carlos yesterday about his Red Special, weren't we, and how he's made a few errors and and things that he's learned from that that he would then do differently next time. It's, it's just I find the whole thing so fascinating. It's a really... Just such a, I don't know. It's, it's you really start to learn who you are as well, don't you, when you're doing it and working with your hands. I think it's it's quite a an eye-opening experience in more ways than just physically making something. Uh, ab absolutely, and we all, in our mind, have. Uh, I'm going to say the live at the Brixton Academy picture of the red yeah. special from the front, <laughs> absolutely perfect, yeah. gl glorious, and it's all its majesty. And uh, we all self-criticize our work, um, but probably whoever has held the Red Special have mentioned that, no, it's not perfect. No. And, but again, you have that mind and you want to achieve that, which you can never achieve and you shouldn't achieve. Yeah. And it's, again, the, the, the journey, the discovery, the obsessing with the most crazy small detail. Um, None of us do that, Gonzalo. No, that's not what we it's do. It's only me. I'm, I'm in the wrong <laughs> podcast. Then. Um, no, it, it's again. That's 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 part of the fascinating thing about this group of people and uh, and and this group of fans of of Brian May. That it's again. It would be, and I don't want to disparage any of the other great musicians, but. You can go to a store and buy all the gear that Eric Clapton, with enough money, yeah. that Eric Clapton has, yeah. or that, you know, Eddie Van Halen used to have. You know, you can, there's one red special. Yeah, definitely. And it is so, I find your story really interesting because I've known of you since early on in my life. And I know you mentioned earlier that you found it quite funny that people mentioned you in the podcast. Your name's actually come up pretty often in all of the, what I would call sort of the original forum members that I've interviewed or spoken to on the podcast, and everyone remembers you. So it's you know, it's really nice when you actually because I never I didn't seek you out to find you, you found me, and um, that was a really nice moment because I was like it was quite humbling for me because I was thinking I'm doing this podcast thing which was created out of COVID really and the lack of ability to meet up with people so and a little bit of we're all getting older, so we need to document this stuff for the next generation. Absolutely. And then in my inbox is Gonzalo Plaza, and I'm thinking, hang on, we've just spoken about him a few times, and he was, to me, sort of probably the father of the Red Special on the internet, and now he's, he's sending me messages, and he's like, you're doing a great thing. It's, a, it's quite a, 
a nice compliment for me doing this and no, it was it was lovely so thank you for finding it <laughs> and again and i think i mentioned that on, on my original message um and i don't remember how i got to it probably was the, the facebook group um where somebody posted maybe you posted that about the, the podcast and i remember downloading that first episode and be like this is not going to cut it like mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm too picky um and then um you were talking with luke about the first meetup, and I'm like, why did I not know about the meetup? Like, why I would have totally gone to the first meetup, like you know, um, and and I think the the approach that you have with the podcast of it will be really easy for somebody to make a podcast or a video or something like that to talk about every single detail, but the red special, I think at this point is about the people Definitely. and the community. It's it's yes, it is about the guitar. But it's what the guitar has meant to the world and to these people. So I, I think the approach is, is is absolutely perfect. And and I agree. At some point in a hundred years, maybe somebody's going to do some research about the Red Special and going to find out this, you know, treasure chest of knowledge yeah. um, that is is not information. Is is knowledge and perspective. Um, Fernando was saying yeah. uh, yesterday, and and that's way more valuable. Definitely, and it's you know it's it's a it's to me it's the gift that keeps on giving because not not only is the the guitar this iconic thing and it's produced not produced but Brian's been able to use it as a tool to make all of his music and he's got this link to his father every time he picks it up and it clearly means the world to him as it should do and it means the world to us but it's then created this whole other sort of community that I guess they would never even would have considered outside of. Queen fans, of people like yourself, myself, Doug, Luke, everyone else that's been on the podcast, and the was it four and a half thousand people on the Facebook page now that yeah. just love the guitar, and this, it, I just think it's so magical because we like yesterday we were at this meetup and um, you've got young kids there that have never played through an AC30 and it's you feel like a proud dad when they pick it up and you see their face as they're in control of this full-on Brian May rig, or they look at a replica like Luke's replica um, and get to play your... G- I mean, I was like a, a kid in a toy shop playing your guild yesterday. <laughs> um, just because it's, again, it was an iconic thing for me, researching the Red Specials, or the guild's the only other real option at that point, and actually having the opportunity to play one and then play yours and know what it means to you it, and have your approval to let me play it. That's a, another big thing, and what's so lovely is everyone's just there to share and you get lots of groups where people would be like, no, you can't touch my, you can't touch it, my it, 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 it was amazing. It's, um, it's amazing the, the amount of, it's a strong work, but um, the amount of love yeah. that, that, that you feel in, in something like this, absolutely. And it's, it, 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 it felt a little bit like, you know, when, you know, I'm not a father, but I would imagine that, you know, when your kid t- goes yeah. in their first car ride by their yeah. own and, and like, Go on, my child. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you, there's there's a road for you ahead, and, and you feel a little bit when you see the the, yeah. the young kids. No, yeah. it's it's good. And what I find really interesting as well is like I know we spoke before, and um, hopefully my makeup's not going. Yeah, to <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so. But it, you know, it evokes emotion, doesn't it? And it the whole thing is it's more than the sum of the guitar. It's the whole thing creates this feeling of of brothership of family through across the globe and that's really hard to get on the forum in written communication but 
being able to meet people and see people and like shake hands shake hands and talk to each other face to face i know i mean i i knew pretty much early on when you started messaging me i felt like i had a good measure of you and now meeting you you're like you've exceeded my expectations of who you would be <laughs> I, I i likewise and same thing with 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 everybody like yeah. literally it could not be a lovelier group of people and and more giving and again the, the fact that everybody can be like you want to play my guitar play my guitar yeah. like you know they're, they're all different there's not a better red special we're yeah. all here we want to learn we want yeah. to experience and again it, it's it's funny as you were saying about about the guild um you know again i don't think that i've ever seen another guild not an 84 not at all um in in person um but i've never played a guide and i yeah. would love to have my hands around a guide and i've played looks and and, and it's amazing and looks like oh that's wrong and i'm like no that's not wrong <laughs> like, it's, it's perfect it's perfect yeah. as it is um i was showing uh ron the the tremolo bridge of my guitar which my understanding is was made by schaller in germany and ron was fascinated by it yeah. and i'm like you made the gold standard now, yeah. man. Like, I, like this is good. Yours are way better. Uh, and, and it was, it was, it was a, a lovely moment. Yeah, definitely. And there's lots of lovely moments. I think that's the the one negative is you can't be everywhere to see all of the lovely moments. But what's so great with the meetup is that over the next coming weeks you'll start to see these little snippets of stories coming up and people writing little blogs or Andrex blog and Luke will probably post the message up and I'll probably put some more stuff up of the little things that you did witness. And then you get to see like your experience by looking at your photos and you see it from your eyes and then you get to see it from Doug's when Doug will post his eye. It's just, it's just so lovely to, to be able to do that as well. Cause it's almost like when you get married, you can't, you try really hard to see everyone at the wedding to say, thank you, to <laughs> don't yes. say thank you for coming, but you actually find that your time is really limited with everyone. And then you get to start to see other people's photos and experiences and other, like, you can see people laughing at a table, so clearly having a nice time. And it's, it's a bit like that, really. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the, the, the one advice uh, I was given on my wedding day, like, it just goes that fast. Yeah. And, and it felt a little bit like that. I rem like, when we were, like, wrapping up, I'm like, I, I need to take pictures of the pedals. There's yeah. the, I'm never, I will never see the amount of travel boosters, or different travel boosters yeah. that are here. Um, in the, in the other important thing that I, I, I want to um, convey uh, that, that there were, you know, uh, in the realm of what we're talking, uh, I was always an odd duck growing up for a myriad of reasons. And I think when you read more about Brian May, you kind of feel like all the four of them <laughs> in Quint yeah. were kind of odd ducks. Brian, probably the oddest of them all. You feel a little bit of a connection and seeing, you know, that if we can give a little bit of a safe space for kids that might be the weirdos among yeah. their, you know, their, their school and they can feel that they're appreciated and they, they have something that they can share and, uh, and, and they, they can get yeah. from it. Um, what, what, a, what a lovely thing. Well, yeah. And again, it's a, it is such a lovely thing. And one of the other, you know, there's so many lovely stories from yesterday and all of the meetups, but, is Carlos coming along from Mexico, doesn't speak a word of English, but the smile on his face and the, like, he, you were able to translate for him a little bit and um, Fernando, the drummer, was able to and then he was using his, you could see he was having an absolute whale of a time and he didn't feel like 
there was any real language barrier when you were talking to him or showing him things because you just knew what he was getting at. It was when when you want to communicate, you make it work. Yeah. It doesn't matter the language. It doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, we all speak speak great special. Yeah, it, it doesn't <laughs> have to be in a, in, a, in an actual language. It's yeah. like the Esperanto of the of the guitar world. <laughs> but it's just so lovely, and it's you know you you often feel like you're going on that journey on your own. And I, I think you talking about being the odd duck. We're all going through that in our own like blinkered way. And when you come across the forum or the information and you realize actually there's loads of other people into this and they're going through the same thing, it's quite a nice, a nice thing. And then getting to meet people and putting faces to names and it's just such a lovely thing. But yeah, no, it's, it's a shame that it goes so quickly because you could, you know, luckily you're around today so we can get to hang out again a bit more, but it does go in the blink of an eye. Um, which is a shame. And, and the reality is that this could probably be like a one of those like kiss conventions yeah. that we could be you know for a couple of days yeah. of you know playing the rigs you know testing the different yeah. treble boosters uh, you know etc etc. Et um, I, I but I also feel that uh, the fact that is so um, intense. In such a period, short period of time, it makes it a little bit more, you know, more more special. Definitely. If it will, it will, it will dilute yeah, over time. Definitely, and it makes you, you know, you've got to do the things that you want to do quickly, and and you've got to, to to do that. And what's great is we had the meal on the Friday night as well before the meetup, like we do in the UK, which is just fantastic because you get to speak to everyone and meet everyone. So you, you kind of got all that out of the without way without guitars, yeah. which I think is very important. And you've got all of that out of the way, so when you do see people it's not the first time you've spoken to them and you like because you've done all that stuff and then when it comes to the meetup it's right we can focus on the guitars now and then we all went to in and out burger last night <laughs> to keep keep them the yep. magic alive <laughs> yep um, if you're in the west coast you, that's what you have to do <laughs> Go, just going back to your story though um you know it's completely different than it than it is now if you were to come to the red special now there's so much information out there that you can find and that you can you know you've got simon bradley's book which is a fantastic resource you've got um all of the info on the guitons you've got people like luke holwerder who've made those fantastic videos on how to make a red special you've got doug's guitar blog um on how doug has approached it and his videos and there's so many you know you've got parts that you can make from ron back when you started this was your intention to build your own, or was it? <laughs> I'm surprised that you're asking me that question, and it's this is not prepared. Um, I, I actually had it written down because for <laughs> for 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 a, for a good reason. So let me look it up. So in December of 1990, um, in the Latin version of Popular Mechanics, it was how to build your own guitar. It was kind of like a Fender Thin Line kind of ish guitar, and I don't think that I played guitar at the time, but something caught my eye, and I'm like, I want to do this, which is crazy. <laughs> um, and I remember talking with, with with my with my parents, and they're like, Why don't you try find a luthier that can help you? And I'm like, Okay, so I opened the yellow pages, look whoever was closest to my house, as a, a classical guitar luthier, and I 
And this is the kind of things that you do when you're young. You, yeah. you have no, <laughs> I went there, knowing the door, and like I brought the magazine, and I'm like, can you help me do this? And I don't know why he, he saw something, um, and he helped me build my first guitar, which was, I'm going to call it a, a mixture between that telestyle. There's a lot of influences of the Red Special, yes. of course, but there was a lot of things that I didn't know what, you know, what, what they were or how the, you would, you would uh, go to, you know, I, I knew about the on off and the uh, face switches. I didn't know what out of face meant yeah. or, or how to wire it that way. Um, but there, there was definitely a lot of influence on, on that guitar. Um, and I, I think a little bit on the back of my mind when I was putting that page was eventually we're going to get to a point where somebody's going to be able to take this information and help them in, in that yeah. in that journey. Um, I, I do want to do a, a quick shout out to, um, and hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly, uh, to Dennis Pinter, who um, is a gentleman from Hungary. And we exchange a lot of uh, a lot of emails. Probably, if you've played a tablature uh, from Queen, chances that their pace yeah. are pre pretty high. And um, at some point, we discussed on how to make uh, how to play like Brian May guide. There was no YouTube at that time yeah. or whatever, you know, and videos like they were non-existent. Um, and we came a little bit with the challenge of technology, but in our in the back of our mind was. Yes, how can we convey this information in a in a better way so people can achieve a little bit of of either if you want to go into the playing part or you want to go into the, the, the building part that you have more information. And that's really, you know, it's often you I mean I found a lot of this stuff when I came into this and we would have all found it at a certain point. Um, especially those of us that have been around the, the thing for a long time. And you often find that information, but you don't always question why it's there. You just go, oh, there's some information. I'm going to take that and use it. And it's really interesting listening to you say that you'd, you know, it's a conscious decision to actually help people rather than just somewhere to store it. Or, or you know, you could have chosen not to do that, and you could have just talked amongst yourselves about it and and got better yourself. But you actually make, you know, you wanted to give back. You wanted to help other people, and that's again, I think you should be commended for that because at a time where the internet wasn't easy and it you probably didn't know what it could be and it it was a ball ache and it was a 56k dial-up modem and everything took forever and you know I can look at my phone now and within a second I've got a web page up and I can watch YouTube videos Absolutely. and how to sound like Brian May you know you you need a pat on the back Gonzalo for, for persevering with it and you're pretty much the, to me, the, the father of, the Red Special community. With those initial conversations you had and that want to help other people. Uh, thank you. And again, I I can't claim, um, you know, all all the accolades. Um, there were a lot of people that from all over the world yeah. that that they send me information. Some of the information they send me privately that I couldn't share. Um, some of the information they're like, please, you have a platform, yep. please do do share it. Um, Everwood sent me an enormous amount of information. Uh, Laurence Gardenier from uh, from Belgium, he sent me. Uh, we we're still in contact till till this day um, of his build and and you know, 
albums and and songs that I, you know, and I remember getting you know little packages in the mail that yeah. took you know months and months <laughs> with cassettes with yeah. recordings and and physical pictures of his build um and and again people were very kind to me for no other reason that we're we're all in this in this yeah. journey together no i think yeah, and i think you know again you could have chosen not to share those things or not do that and that's having known you by a message now for well over a year and now meeting you it's such your character to just be there to help people and try and provide people with information or a nice experience it's even more compounded when i met you just because of how lovely you are really <laughs> I, I thank you it's like but it's like talking to you across the weekend and and on Friday when we you know came over to the Airbnb and you came to the front door and it was talking to you to begin with it's like I'd known you for 20 years it didn't feel like I'd just met you it was it's almost like um like like your family really <laughs> it's it's very funny you mentioned that because I'm parking and I'm like wait like John has never heard me yeah. he's seen my picture I've heard you on the podcast, <laughs> of course, but like he doesn't know how I sound. Yeah. I get this is this is this is this is mind blowing. Yeah, no, it's crazy, isn't it? But I mean, again, without any of the red specialty stuff, this we would never have, you know, there's so many interesting common links and stories that we we all share a similar path, and that that's the really interesting thing. Listening back to the podcast is how similar everyone's story really is. When you when you listen, you're like, well, that was the same for me, and that was the same for me, and a hundred percent. And and it's funny because I think uh, I was listening to the Ariel podcast, yep. and it dawned on me how dissimilar in time and space all of our stories are, yeah. and how how many similarities. And it's not only the red special. I I think the fact that people are open. They don't take anything for granted. And I think the other thing, especially for, for the young people out there, uh, be prepared. Be, you know, be willing to go out of your comfort zone. Um, don't be shy about asking somebody, can I, can I do this? Don't demand anything. Yeah. I think the people that go into that mindset, they go the wrong way yeah. and it never works for them. But the amount of people that ask nicely for something that is completely mind-blowing yeah. and then people are going to open the doors for you it, it's it's extraordinary definitely and the other thing i find really interesting is how our taste is very similar in other things outside of the red special it's like your love of disney and star wars and all of the other things that that we <laughs> that we talk about and share um, i'm you can argue that those things are massive and they would have influenced lots of people so the chances are quite similar but to me, it's always quite special when you meet people that have really got a similar interest to you, even if there's an age difference. And I, it must attract the red special must attract a certain type of individual that has certain values and certain ways in the world because we're all so similar, really. Yeah, and I still have hard time singing. Uh, um. <laughs> bicycle race yeah. says, and I don't like Star Wars I, I, I change it and I do like Star Wars um, which is also funny to see how much of a fan Brian is yeah. um, 
it, 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 again, it's very interesting if you if you would make like a like a Venn diagram, yeah. the amount of intersection uh, of you know visual artist and music and and and, and, and other things, um, and, and I think it's all. There are certain things that were very directly influenced by Brian, yeah. and there are certain things that were indirectly influenced by Brian, and maybe we're all more aware of uh, of nature and animals and um, eating better, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. Just because you're like, okay, this person that I admired that has been very logical and reasonable all of his life is making that good yeah. point. I'll listen to that. Definitely, and he's such an interesting character himself and you know there's so many things we can learn from him from his humble upbringing and building a guitar it's it's yeah and the whole thing's fascinating we could talk about that forever but and we do but um back to you <laughs> uh, so you you obviously you made this guitar well, not obviously but you've said you made this guitar with the, the luthier in, in chile and that was the first one that you'd made how did it turn out not great like a like a first guitar um have you still got it it's in pieces. Yeah. I am putting it slowly back together. Um, and my mom always bugs me that I need to. It doesn't need to be playable, playable, um, but it needs to be put together. So I'm slowly going through through that process among the you know millions of other projects. <laughs> um, so again, it wasn't a great guitar. It will never be a great guitar. It was a great learning experience. Yeah, definitely, and that. Having built a guitar to myself, build the first one and don't expect too much and don't be too hard on yourself because you're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn a lot about the process and yourself and how you deal with things. Um, so you went on from there, so you built that first guitar. Did you then get the bug or was it later on you've decided? Because you're building several guitars at the moment. Correct. Um, so... When I built the first electric guitar, I was 14, probably yep. around that, uh, 14, 15. Um, I went to college for a couple of years. That didn't work out. It was sound engineering. I am tone deaf, yeah. and it it, it kind of doesn't work. Um, so I was in between colleges, and uh, I thought to myself, what I would like to do. Um, I picked to go into computer IT stuff because I, I had a knack for it. Um, you know, it, it looked like a profession where I could do well for myself. Yep. Um, but that's, that's not, that's not a passion. So it's like, what? And, and I'm like, well, I would really would love to go back to, so I went back to, um, who I, I call my mentor, Eduardo Moreno. Um, I went back to him and I'm like, you don't have a web page. I know how to make web pages. Uh, how do we trade? I'll make your web page. You teach me how to build guitars. So I was, uh, for a period, I think for about three years, I was either going half a day or a couple of hours a week. And I work in his workshop. I was building my own classical guitar and then an, an acoustic bass. Um, and, uh, and, and that was very, very fulfilling. Um, and, and I think that's where I realized that that was that was a passion of mine. Yeah. I will never be a decent guitar player by any stretch of the imagination. I will I, never be great. I would disagree there. I will. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> um, but the 
building something that you can give a great guitarist and then they can, you know, they can do something with that. Mm. Having the ability to build a tool for somebody and that person to make something great with that, yeah. it's, it's, it's fascinating. Definitely. And it really is. And that's something that I speaks volumes to me. I don't personally see myself as a builder of things very well, so I wouldn't do that. But in my life, I've spent a lot of time trying to invest in people to get the best out of them. It's the same. And it just did without a physical thing, but it's such a rewarding thing to be able to do and an a, a, what a wonderful aspiration. Absolutely. Um, when I was building my first guitar, Eduardo made a 10-string classical guitar. The weirdest looking guitar you've, you've seen. It was beautiful, Indian mahogany, uh, no, sorry, Indian rosewood. It's absolutely gorgeous. And one day, um, somebody came to try a guitar, and he was like, take it, take it home, it's yours. And everybody's like, what? Like, you know, that there's money there. And yeah. he's like, no, like, that guitar belongs with him. Yeah. He needs to go and make music with yeah. that. Um, and what, what a lovely feeling yeah. that is. Definitely. It'd be really interesting to go through sort of what's led you to where you are today, I think. So, like, you you know, you you did all this stuff on the forum originally and mm -hmm. you created all that um, information. Obviously, at some point, the internet started to catch up with progression and there were then, you could upload a photo and it didn't take half a day. You could download stuff. And then we started seeing a little bit more information about the Red Special coming out. So when Greg, in 1998, when Greg Fryer restored it, there was that lovely article in Guitar Magazine where it started to lift the veil a little bit more. So how, how did that affect you with what you were doing? Because obviously before that point, information was really scarce. So you're talking interviews with Brian, snippets from magazines, bits and sound bites from TV little bits of information from probably Mark Reynolds and Julian Hemingway. Yep. Um, and then that sort of 1908 starts to happen and all of a sudden the, the lift or the lid ever so slightly starts to come off. Yep, and, and I think there was a, a, a crossroad of different things of what was happening in my life in terms of studying, relationship, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a couple of years before that, I started on my page the... I don't remember what was the official name, but like the Red Special Owners List. Yeah. And it, I, 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 I tell people now, you know, in my 40s, the, the reality is that there were two big reasons to, you know, to have that. You know, one is bragging rights. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's not <laughs> kid ourselves. Um, but the, the, main, the main, main reason was, in my mind, uh, knowing that there were not a lot of guitars available, yeah. if Brian was somewhere in the world and he wanted to, Take a you know, play something, yeah. and he wanted a red special for him to have a place where he could be like, oh, let's have my management email yeah. this person yeah. and like, hey, can we borrow your guitar for a yeah. day? Who's going to say no? Yeah. And I know that we've had uh, examples of uh, of something similar yeah. happening. So it, in my mind, that that you know uh, made it made it real that the purpose that I put that he never fulfilled, yeah. but you know that was that was there. And it, again, just listening to the reasons, I know we talked about this earlier before we started recording, but why you did that is so interesting. Like the motivate, like not, 
like what people do is obviously interesting but the why behind it I find even more interesting and that you were thinking like that to try and help Brian if he was somewhere and like oh I need to play something I didn't bring the red special with me oh, I can get hold of someone and I'd never even considered that was the reason I'd always just assumed it was like a brain right yeah or even like a repository of information like it'd be really interesting to know there's so many guilds made let's try and find out who owns them all so that that information is is held somewhere so you can go oh, i've got number 231 i wonder who's number 230 you go oh look it's gonzalo's got that one so oh, he's my guild there, brother there was, there was there was absolutely part of that and i've always been interested in data and it's funny how my career led me yeah. into data and, <laughs> and analytics and data warehousing and all of that um but again the main goal was that of you know trying to eventually potentially help uh, you yeah. know uh, brian and unfortunately I, I think around that same time i found somebody was lifting the information of my page and publishing on their page claiming that it was their list yeah and that was a that was a, a hard pill to swallow because I contacted the person I don't remember the name I don't re remember a lot of details, uh, but he was very standoffish and no it's on the internet and I remember trying to contact a couple of people to to, to help me and I and I couldn't get a lot of traction, and and that was very frustrating and I, again, that plus other factors in my life, mm -hmm. and as you say now that they there's information from uh, from Friar. Um, Mark's page was clearly having, you know, uh, you know, diff different level of quality of the information yeah. available. So at that point, my page started being irrelevant, yeah. and that's when I start like, you know, pulling things out. Yeah, which is a shame that it doesn't still exist, really. It, it, I have backup somewhere. I've been trying to access those hard yeah. drives, but I'll, you'll you'll be the first to see yeah, when well, when we'll I get to, to there. Well, we have to find it and put it back up because I think it'd be a great thing to um to host somewhere so that we can start to capture this history as well because I think we know quite a bit about the history of the Red Special now or we think we do so we know roughly when it was built we can through photos and information understand roughly when the, some of the changes happened we know that some things happened to it in 84-85 with the pickups when he got involved with Guild with Damasio we know that Greg Fry did some restoration work we know that Andy Guyton's done some restoration work we know so we know that but it'd be really interesting to capture the history of us starting to talk about it and record information be because as you said and we've said later on in 25-30 years 100 years when some kids find Brian May and go I wonder how that all happened and and then we've got like the original web pages to where we are today. I just find that I, th I think that'd be a really great thing. We'll, to, we'll make it work. Yeah, to to have somewhere for because it's it's part of the the story of it, isn't it? And it's part part of the the lineage of the guitar. And again, that that was the the impressive thing for me listening to the podcast that I I never understood that there was that it helped anyone. I yeah. was doing it as a personal thing but like a selfish kind of yeah. thing but it was it was an interesting thing it helped me you know develop my skills of writing html and perfecting my level of english you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but then when people are like oh no that that was that was important yeah. it, it's it's very it's very interesting it was defining moments for lots of us finding it and that again we've said about being an odd duck but like oh my god there's someone else like me in the world because someone's doing this stuff that 
I don't know how to do, but I'd love to have done that, or it, this is bringing me together with those same people. So, you know, it's it's, it's the start of like Red Special in, on online dating, really. <laughs> it's a small world after all, yeah. like they say in the Disney ride. <laughs> it's a great ride. We need to lobby to have one of the, the little people in England playing a Red Special on that ride. Well, well, well. <laughs> We're starting that campaign. Yeah, I think I know someone who could make the little red special for it as well. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll have Ron make yeah. a, an accurate yeah. size uh, bridge. Absolutely. We should do that. We should definitely do that. And then we, we can all go on the ride one day. And yeah, we could do the meetup at Disney. That would be... Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the coming together of everything. But no, I think, you know, it's... I just find the whole thing fascinating right? and you take that step back out of your own head and how you, how you, you know, we can often look at it from our own perspective, but take a step back, fly up in a helicopter and look at the whole situation and there's pockets of like this happening all over the world at the, exactly the same time for different people and then the internet happens at pretty much a perfect point to try and compile that put it together and then again as a byproduct starting to link those people with their common interests and giving you an outlet for your passion to say you know I've red special is anonymous I've, i love the red special my name's john underhill and I, I love the red special because and hi john yeah <laughs> i've got a severe problem with the red special no we all do <laughs> but it's just i find the whole thing so fascinating and i can talk about could talk about that specifically for such a really long time and then yeah it's, it's but also the the fact that now we have access to brian either directly or yeah. indirectly i i think it was oh five oh six i actually probably have it written down um i sent an email to the soapbox um i think i was showing you this uh, when uh, volkswagen uh, launched one of the models it came with a guitar yeah and the guitar was made by a, a manufacturer here in the United States called First, First Act. Line. Yeah. Um, so there was one in here last night. So Loring's got one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's All a right. shame because we could have had it in there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I remember in, in the, the TV ad, what we slash yeah. playing it. And it's one of those, like, you look at it like, absolutely, this is inspiring the Red Special. And I send an email to the, to the soapbox yeah. to say, hey, have you guys seen this? Yeah. And, like, I'm at work and I see my, my email pop up. And it's Brian May. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, I've never seen it. I like, yeah. clearly inspired by my guitar. Yeah. And Brian May yeah. rolled me back. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> of course, not directly. But, yeah. you know, I, I've never been able to even see the guy yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, so it's what a lovely ability to, again, in, or, or um, Andy Guyton has been beyond nice to me. Yeah. Um, he is a lovely man. And very talented, and so helpful and giving, and um, yeah, so thoughtful to the the community as well. In not only what he does, but sharing some of the stuff that he does. And he's a you know, he's a he'll answer your question, your questions, even the silly ones you have. He'll he'll get back to you. He's he's just a true true gentleman of of the community, really. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I know. Um, yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, it, it's funny because, and, and I was kind of mentioned this uh, before, but we're such a small community in a very large world of something so specific that 
again, it's not like you have access to playing multiple AC30s or uh, playing different kinds of Fred specials. For me, um, again, I wasn't old enough when Queen was touring South America. Yeah. Probably, you know, again, it's there's distance. There's there's a number of different factors. So I would never, I never had the possibility of seeing Queen live. Although I'm pretty sure that on a vacation that I had in Brazil when I was little, Queen were in Brazil at the same time. So we might have been in the same uh, in the same country, you know, <laughs> at the same time. Um, but until. Oh, seven, I think. Again, I have the, the dates over here, so let me let me look it up. Um, oh, wait. I went to England with my friend Vesla Stoyanova, um, and we did a little bit of touring, and it was about being in England to go to the O2, general admission, get there nine hours before, <laughs> so we can be, we were 26 and 27. I was a little disappointed, not very disappointed, but a little disappointed that I was not one and two. Um, <laughs> and of course, we go in to Brian's side and hearing for the first time the humming of the yeah. AC-30s with no sound. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're like, what is happening here? Yeah. And it's, again, it's one of those things that you, you can't even now today you can't go really to a guitar shop and pick up a red special off the wall and a treble booster and an AC30 and wang it up full and hear that snowstorm because they don't let you and because they don't not many places have all of that kit and the stuff Brian uses is quite specific um, so it's quite an experience when you do f hear it for the first time because like this is broken this does this surely this is not right that, that isn't how he gets that sound because this is this is rubbish correct and you're like how is this any guitar sound is going to come out of that and you can actually going to hear the guitar and yeah. not the hum yeah and it absolutely does <laughs> and it's another fantastic thing in the meetup is that you've got different ac30s and guitars and treble boosters and you can do all those things and hear it live and that's before that on the internet, you, you know, you would speak to someone, and I remember reading about so on BrianMayWorld.com, where I think Greg had been around and started making boosters for Brian, um, which Luke had the one from the Another World tour yesterday, which we played through a little bit, which was the start of then the making the the Trouble Booster touring, and you would only really know what other people had said about it because you couldn't at that point upload clips to hear it so it was like a written verbal of well oh, the, the trouble booster brian's using is the greg fryer thing you only buy him from greg directly you need to email him and like complete blind faith you're like emailing greg in australia asking for a trouble booster and you don't know what it sounds like because you've never heard it to know that that's right or not and i remember getting my first one with an ac30 turning it all up full and be like this this is broken i spent all this money and it's broken <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's funny because I, again the the commonality that I think most of us have had one if not a couple of hundreds of those blind faith yeah. moments. I ordered my guild. I've never played a yeah. guild Brian May or a guild guitar. I, there were no pictures. Yeah. It was just a description. Yeah. And I spent a decent amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was shipped halfway across the world, and it arrived in one piece. Can you remember, it always gets me, can you remember the smell of it when you opened it? So it wasn't new. Right. Um, there was a distinctive smell in the case. Um, 
and it's interesting because you you know that smell of all electronics. Yeah, it was kind of like a new version of that. that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, 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 it's similar. It's like in that yeah. vein, but it's not that same smell of the old electronics. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and again, I I remember in the back of my dad's truck, like trying to pull the case out of the uh, you know out of the the big box, and like opening and like open a little bit just to take a, a glimpse outside and it was just the, you know the most beautiful thing yeah it um i i always make uh some analogies of this with um one of the indiana jones movie the, the and the last crusade when there's a lot of information but until you have this one list piece of information yeah. that it, it ah, now it makes sense like yeah. now it, 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 it all makes sense and, and and there's a lot of of that in the, in this journey of information and finding things knowing what things to let go yeah. uh, what things to, to to what things are important um, and again the, the the journey not the yeah. destination completely and you know i sit here owning a guy in time warp and I feel immensely lucky to have been able Which he didn't brought. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long way to go with a guy in Time Warp. Um, and the reason I asked about the smell is, I remember going to the workshop to open it, I and mean, we've recorded the podcast, I think it described it, but what I didn't say and what you can't convey is, when I opened the case the first time, is the smell of the Rustins, because it's been sat in the case, and the case smells like Rustins. And it, I don't know what Rustins smells like. Well, you will do soon. Um, I hope so. <laughs> but when... Ever I put the guitar back in the case because it doesn't live in the case because if it did I would never play it. It lives sits in in our front room so I can pick it up, which I don't do enough, which I always realise after the meetup. But if I ever want to cheer myself up, I put the guitar back in the case, shut the lid for a bit, come back and open it. And that smell makes me remember the happiness of of picking it up. It's a it's a great thing. Absolutely, and again, there's there's so much. Um, it's so much than just the sound. There, yeah. there's, there's that, there's that sensation, and it's also very, very funny um, when you have people that are not used to red specials yeah. and they try to sit with a red special to play, and yeah. like they don't know what to do. No. Um, they don't. Like, the switch is like it, it's, it's all foreign to them. And it's such a tac tactile thing as well, isn't it? And there's so many different elements to it. I think I tried to work out how many individual fixings and things there were on it recently is just something I was doing and it's well over 130 individual items on the on the guitar when you consider each switch and then each screw that's in it and each yep. roller and bridge block and shim and it's um you know you I can spend forever just looking at things and everything's such a tactile object on it the the neck itself the volute is such a beautiful thing that they created which is just immensely impossible to recreate easily without seeing it and then everything is very, you know, the switches, you can flick switches on and off. It's like a giant fidget spinner <laughs> or fidget toy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is. And, and the, you know, the funny thing, playing looks guitar. So the Guild has, uh, for a regular guitar, a massive neck. Yeah. For a Red Special, it's, it's thin. Tiny, yeah. It's tiny. Um, but that's what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, and playing looks, it's like, this is ginormous. But it feels right. Yeah. Like this is it. It it is factually big. Yeah. It doesn't feel big. It yeah. feels correct. Yeah. No, it's it's an interesting one. It really is because people will often say, "Oh, if you've got small hands, you can't play it." I have tiny hands, and I 
I'd rather play the red special with a big neck than I do a, a strat with a small neck because it, it's more comfortable. It's so much more comfortable. And the, the and again, the, these are the kind of things that, you know, having built a couple of guitars, having, I'm going to say, studied with a luthier, um, then you start looking and you're like, how these two, you know, this engineer and this kid <laughs> with no training whatsoever on guitar making yeah. came up with, I'm going to claim the perfect design. Yeah. And you see how factories have tried to approach this for now centuries and they haven't even come close. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. Again, we, I, we've talked about lots of these things over the weekend, but I always think aesthetic design is so difficult to get right. And my background is engineering, so quite often it's, uh, it's not how it looks, but it's how it functions. And then you want it to look tidy you'll be able to be worked on so it's it, it looks nice because it's uniform and complete but it, it has a function and clearly a guitar has a function but it needs to look nice and you look at the early fenders and and the gibsons they're, they're the shapes for a reason we won't go into what they're meant to resemble but um they're shaped in that way for that reason so being an electrical engineer originally myself harold being an electrical engineer and then his son, with no design experience that we know of, creating something that not only works, but has the right amount of positive and negative space, has these features that, like the volute, which I think is an absolutely, that transition from the back of the neck into the headstock. It's and it's the beautiful. absolute hardest thing to do from a woodworking perspective. Yeah. Why would that be your first solution for a problem? It's the engineer mentality. Yeah. If you can make it harder, make it harder. Yeah. But also to make something that's functional and beautiful, that is a real talent and that is something that is so rare and companies spend millions of pounds, dollars on designing a new thing like this. This microphone would have been designed and that would probably have cost a lot of money to get this shape designed so you've got the flat bit for your thumb on and, and it does what it does. But they've got all this design experience to can mock things up in CAD and whatnot. But you're talking about a father and son with some paper and some rudimentary hand tools crafting this thing that not only sounds iconic and individual, has all the right ingredients to make it sound that way that's really difficult to replicate. And just by luck, the pickup outputs and what they did, maybe by design, work so well to create all those iconic tones. But it just looks stunning and it's so bloody hard to make. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is. Uh, and why did they put three pickups? Just put one yeah. or put two or put a humbucker. Yeah. You know, again, uh, making the, the parallel with Eddie Van Halen, when he started, you know, toying with, with you know, putting guitars together, one. I'm just going to put one humbucker yeah. and one volume, no tone. Yeah. Like, you know, logically, that would have been the solution. Easy and, they, and, and they didn't go for the no. easy one and they achieved something amazing. And one of the things that always amazes me is having tried to copy it, when you've got something to replicate, it's often easier because you've got a, a point of reference. But when you're making something new, you don't have anything to copy, so there's no rules. Obviously, they've taken influence from certain things, but like the, the knife edge and tremolo had never been done that way before. The roller bridge had never been done that way before. The wiring, arguably, probably had been, but maybe they hadn't known to do that. And like... 
the engineering ability to take the scratch plate off and everything still works so they could tweak it and then put the cover things like that just blow my mind that they would think that far ahead at that point when they're making it because if I was to think about building a guitar for like one of my daughters now I certainly wouldn't be thinking about how easy to maintain it if it you know it seems like they made those decisions if it was to be really well used rather than I'm going to make this guitar for Brian and you'll probably not not play it again in three years time so let's just make it as easy as possible it was almost like they designed it to be taken on the road so it was easy to work on at that initial point and that that blows my mind because it's, it's a little bit like like back to the future in an alternative reality Brian you know went to college never yeah. played with Queen that guitar is sitting in a closet somewhere yeah. an attic yeah definitely well it could be couldn't it and that's that's the, the thing I got some really interesting ideas of questions if we ever managed to get them on the podcast around that but looking forward to it. <laughs> so am I if I don't freeze and he agrees to do it but um yeah, so Gonzalo, you've you've come back into it later on or more recently. You've certainly been more active on since being in touch with me. Obviously, then I start to follow you. You've got your own woodworking page. You also have got a um, which is on Instagram. You can go and look at Gonzalo's woodworking skills, and you're a very talented woodworker. <laughs> Thank you. And I don't think so, but thank you. I don't think anyone ever... I'm a better woodworker than guitar player, <laughs> that for sure. Well, you're a pretty good guitar player, so you must be a very good woodworker. Um, so if you want to, you can head over to Instagram and look at um, G Plaza Woodworking and find Gonzalo over there and see some of the things he's doing. Um, you can also see some of the progress on his guitars when he posts up. Um, and it's just fun to, to watch what you're up to. And you. you also got G Plaza Photo. Yeah, I have at at some point when I came to to so you know, born and raised in Chile, I came around uh, two thousand and six to the United States to work. Um, and of course, I stayed, um, and I was I've always had a, a visual, you know, photography, video interest, and um, and I start you know taking pictures, you know, buying more gear, as we do with old hobbies. <laughs> um, so um, I also start making friends in... Uh, the Boston had a, a very nice uh, musician community. Um, made friends with, with a lot of them, so I was going to a lot of, you know, smaller shows, taking pictures, um, so that, that can me, you know, entertain. Um, but then after I moved to New Hampshire, having more space, finally, you know, have the basement for myself. Yeah. I can have my, my my workshop. So I have deviated more to us uh, woodworking than than anything else. But we, you can. But you do post on both, and you, so you can see Gonzalo's woodworking on the one, which is a good focus for anyone that's interested in woodworking or wants to see what he's up to. But you also post your adventures on on G Plaza photo as well, which is correct. Which that, is that that kind of more it has morphed more into like a more personal yeah. kind of things with you know travels and trips to disney food and <laughs> trip to disney <laughs> and, and things like that um but for me the, the woodworking is more of the you know open to the world see what i'm doing um and um i'm i'm building a red special now that's in i'm going to call it, it's like a my modern version of the 84 guild yeah. so it has it's going to have reproduction dimarcio pickups um 
the bridge is a Floyd Rocks, I think it's called an FRX um, yeah. model, which is, you know, again, kind of on the idea of the color, but more of a modern version. And this will never be a perfect guitar yeah. by any standard, but this is where I'm starting to grow into my, you know, my my next uh, my next step. Um, are, do you know um, Mythbusters? Mythbusters, yeah. The, the TV yeah. show. So Adam Savage from Mythbusters, yeah. he's been you know, posting a lot and podcasts and things like that, and he always talk about the the rules the rules of three. It's like whenever I need to build something, I build the three. three yeah. The first one is terrible. The second one is decent. The third one is you know, yeah. up to par. And that's basically what I'm trying to, to, to build to. So you're going to build three red specials? Um, yes, that's the plan. Um, the This one, which I'm, again, I call the, the modern Guild 84. Yep. In between this one and my second red special, I'm going to build what I'm, in my mind, I call the Hammer to Fall guitar, which is going to be a Les Paul Jr. with a 24-inch yep. scale. So it, yeah. We all understand yeah. why, where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, I'm going to inlay Spike's signature yeah. somewhere too. Yeah. So, Good. you know, it has to. Yeah. Um, the second guitar is going to be probably closer to a Super. Yep. It's probably going to be like a mix between a Super and a um, 93 Guild. Yep. Um, and that's going to have uh, Ken Armstrong's um, uh, pickups that I, I have left about many years ago. And then uh, the third one is where I'm going to go all in, you know, with Cybershop uh, hardware yep. and other some pickups that I already have. I will not mention how I acquired them, but thank you to the person that provided those. <laughs> you know, you know who you are, um, <laughs> and um, and and that's where I want to have my, you know, yeah. the, the the ultimate goal of as close as possible. It's a good goal, and we'll be able to all see how Gonzalo gets on, on his very slowly, very slowly, but be able to watch on your Instagram channel. Is an interesting story came about yesterday that w when you moved to, from Chile to the US, y someone told you that you should change your name from Gonzalo because people wouldn't know how to pronounce it. And so you chose the name. Of course. I'm not going to pick Brian. That would be too easy. I was, for, for a while, I was known as Harold Plaza. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we should all call you Harold from now on. I, I I don't think that I uh, it's, it's too big of a name for uh, for me, but um, it it it's just it's a it's a funny story because it's also not that hard. Yeah. It's Spanish, so it's phonetic. You know, you yeah. you you read the letters. It that's what it is. Yeah. But for some reason, people tend to have a, a, a an issue with uh with with, with the name. Um, so it was again, it was funny, and people at work still make fun of me for it. <laughs> Does anyone call you Harold? Uh, like sometimes when they're like pissed. Yeah. Piss off at me, they, mm -hmm. they, they bring the herald. I guess you could argue that, you know, we're talking about you starting off the website originally and creating that first step for all this on the internet. You could be the herald of the Red Special community. Uh, that, 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 that's a lovely, that's a lovely <laughs> title. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Should be calling you Harold from now on. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll wear it with pride. And th there's another really interesting story that you've shared with us um, which is about the, the guitar you got signed by Les Paul. Sure. So um, my friend, my mentor, my friend, that uh, that classical uh, guitar luthier. So Eduardo was uh, a classical guitarist by, 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 not by trade. He went to school to, he, all his life, he studied, and he got to, you know, very similar to other stories, 
to making guitars because he couldn't find a guitar that was acceptable for him. Yeah. And somebody's like, then go build your own. Yeah. <laughs> he was into, he was also, as a hobby, he was making stained glasses. Yeah. So he had hand ability and that's what started that, that whole thing. And at some point, I think it was around, I'm going to say three or four, um, Edward was having a little bit of a fallout with making guitars. He wanted to go back to playing guitar. So he told me, I'm going to start like reducing the amount of work, you know, trying to transition, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know how I had the, the courage in me to say, will you build me a guitar? He's like, sure, what do you want? I'm like, an electric guitar. It's like, I don't build electric guitars. I'm like, I know, that's why. So, um, of course, it's based on the Guild 94. Yeah. Um, he templated and, and and everything. Then it's, it's a lovely guitar. There's a lot of weird little things that we did here and there uh, with, with Ken Armstrong uh, Trisonics with a Bixby tremolo because, again, we didn't have ability to get <laughs> to any tremolo. Uh, so... Um, he made me that that guitar, and somewhere along the line, I saw on Steve Vai's website that he played a show and Les was there, and he brought the guitar, his evil, like his main guitar, to Les, and Les signed it on the on the back plate. Yeah. But it was wearing off because he, you know, um, so I was like, huh, what if I bring this guitar to the states, and I have him sign in the back plate. But inside, yeah. it's it's a it's a copper plate basically. So um, came to the state to visit my brother. Went to a wedding. Um, took the bus to New York. With the guitar. Went to the Iridium Jazz Club. Did the whole thing, waiting for you know after the second show. Um, everybody was like, "What's that?" I'm like, "It's based on a Brian May guitar." It's like, "What's those switches?" I'm explaining, and you see people's mind like. Exploding! It's like I've been using a three or a five-way switch all my life, and this makes so much more sense. It's, 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 it's impressive. Um, but I, I had uh, Les Paul sign my guitar, uh, so I have it, you know, hanging. I don't play it that much, um, but the guitar internally is signed by my friend, who unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. Um, for me. Signed by him has his uh, his stamp. He uses like an old wax stamp. Yeah. Um, in the back plate is signed by Les Paul, dedicated to me. Um, and I've always thought that the this guitar will never be complete until what I call the the three makers yeah. uh, will sign it, which is the Luther that built it, the father of the electric guitar, and mm. Brian May. Um, so that's and again, it's about the the journey, not the destination. I would be very happy if the destination yeah. <laughs> gets uh, at some point. Um, but it's it, again, it's it's a it's a very it's 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 an emotional piece. It's yeah. a it's a it's a piece of me. Uh, you know, the guild. If somebody would say, "Would you sell it?" Uh, hard for me to depart from it. But you know, in a pinch, an emergency, maybe I'll consider it. Yeah. That other guitar. If my house was on fire, that would probably be after my wife and cats. That's that's the first thing coming out of the window. I'd send the guitar first, and then wife and cats, and that order. Well, well, the wife knows to go yeah, grab yeah. the guitar first. <laughs> well, I think it's a really it'd be a lovely thing, Gonzalo, if we could, if if we, if you could get it signed by Brian. Are you seeing them at all on tour soon, or are you? 
I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't have any plans. Um, I was fortunate enough to shake his hand twice uh, during book signings, uh, and you know, you also try to be, you know, again respectful. I'm. Yeah. I'm never going to demand anything. And if I ever meet Brian again, I will never demand. I would love if he, that can happen. But if he said no, I don't want to sign it. I will 100% respect that. Um, I've seen him a couple of times with tour with with Adam Lambert. One time with Paul Rogers. Uh, but again, it's never been the, the, the right time, the right place. Yeah. If that happens, phenomenal. I will, I, will, I will take it and I will cherish it all my life. Well, you never know who is watching and listening to the podcast. And yeah, let's just put that. We'll say that. And, and, and again, no, 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 no pressure, no pressure whatsoever. Like it's what Brian and Harold and Pete and Andy and Ron and everybody else have given to the community yeah. is far more than a picture, a signature or anything. 100%. And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's just so, I think for me though, personally, it would be lovely if, if we could somehow get that signed for you. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will take it. And, and, and I'll tell you a, a similar, but you know, uh, but the similar story. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, Jess was uh, touring, and they were coming near where I live in New Hampshire, and they had meet and greet uh, options. I'm like, I'll I'll do the meet and greet, and you only can bring two things to have signed, and everybody will will sign whatever you want to sign. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bring the Innuendo album and have Steve Howe sign it. Yeah. And I got to the to the, and clearly he doesn't like to do the meet and greet, and I don't blame him. Yeah. It must be terrible after a show having to do. Like, and I said, Steve, if you don't want to sign this, I'm absolutely fine. And his light, his face lit up, yeah. and he, he looked at me and he said, "Beautiful album," and he signed it. So I had it yeah. behind behind the guitar, yeah. the the guitar that Les signed yep. is the the Innuendo <laughs> signed by Steve Howe. You've done some fantastic things, Gonzalo, and clearly the Red Special has started your journey off and has a lot to answer for in your life and still does. Absolutely. It's, it, I, I think I mentioned to you uh, the, the other day, um, when I die, I think my guitars will be flanking my, my yeah. casket. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a lovely thing. And it's, it's so nice to meet people with the same experience and same love and same you know you can as we've been talking both of us have got emotional at certain points because of what it means and you're remembering things and it's not necessarily just what the guitar means but it's where it's led you to and who you've met and how unconsciously at certain times you've made decisions in your life to do something and then when you take that step back 10 years later you realize it's because of the influence that was there that subconsciously you probably didn't well, your subconscious was driving and yeah when you sit down to think about it it comes back doesn't it and it's yeah no I, I, I if I can help you in any way with with that I, I will do my best to, tr to try and make that I, I appreciate it yeah Gonzalo it's been fantastic talking to you today my my pleasure meeting you and and thank you for carrying the torch uh thank you for for putting the meetup together in the in the UK which very looking forward to um, going to one don't know when but <laughs> it, it will it will happen uh, and and thank you for uh, 
for, for bringing the, the community together. Uh, it's not me, it's the people in it. I think it's uh, the people like yourself that I just maybe introduced a few people to people and then off, let them go. But it, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a thing. It means such a thing to me and helped me through such difficult times and caused some difficult times. But it's been such a big part of my life that I think that that needs protecting. And I can see that if it if it's been such a big thing for me, it's a big thing for other people. And I know it is because I speak to those people that it's important that, I mean, I've got this saying, if if you want something done and no one does it, you do it yourself. And so I really wanted to have meetups again because I thought we're missing a trick sometimes with, with it. And it's the meetups are definitely about the gear and the information and the guitars and stuff, but actually the, the real magic of the meetup is the people, and it's the meal on the Friday night, and then it's the meetup, and then it's the sitting around afterwards, talking when all the gear's been put away. Those are the magical moments where you're creating those friendships, those lifelong friendships, um, and that's what needs to be protected, and that's what we need to celebrate. And I've been very lucky along the way, I think, to be able to do some of those things, and I've got great people to work with, so it's easy. It. it it's easy to, it's easy to talk with people. It's easy to to interact with. And in again, in in a, especially coming out of, hopefully coming out of COVID, and with all the craziness that's happening in the world, and with with everything that's happening, it it brings so much hope for the future that you can see that you can go to a room full of strangers who are none of them are strangers but they're yeah. all strangers yeah. <laughs> and we can all get along yeah. and there's no jealousy there's no it, it's yeah. it's fraternal love at its peak definitely and it, it's a testament to everyone that falls into this rabbit hole and um yeah thank you so much for reaching out a few years ago or last year it's been amazing getting to know you via messaging and keeping in touch and sending you rubbish and <laughs> and um, whatnot and yeah you've helped me through doing this and i just want to say thank you uh my pleasure you're welcome thank thank you uh, see you again soon my friend my pleasure and that was gonzalo plaza he's right there <laughs> for real apparently <laughs> And um, if you've enjoyed the podcast with Gonzalo, as hopefully you will have, and you've enjoyed this video, please think about liking, subscribing, and doing all of that good stuff that you all know to do that I never remember to do. And Patreon. Patreon, yep. You, if you join Patreon, Gonzalo is one of the original patrons, and you get access to a little group of individuals who are also on there that we all talk about Red Specials and the world and everything in. And it's, a, it's, like, it's like the Red Special community on steroids for those of us that are there. And it's a great little place to go if you're feeling down or if you, you've got something to share. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, it, it's that, that group of friends that you, you know, yeah. that, that tight community of yeah. friends <laughs> that you never knew you had. Yeah. And they're all other, and they're all over the world. It, yeah. And it's, 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 it's fantastic. It's great, isn't it? Because you, you post something up and then half of them are asleep because of the time zone. And then you wake up and, oh, look, there's 30 messages to read. <laughs> It, it, it has happened to me a couple of times yeah. that I go to work and I come back and there are like pages and I'm like, I need to catch up. I need like half an hour. Or so. No, it's great. But um, yeah, thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. It's, it's really pushed me on to seek people like Gonzalo out. I've got some fantastic other people um, to speak to over the coming year and, and 
and share some stories with. But thank you so much for watching. And we'll catch you later on. Stay safe, everyone. Rock on.